Love Madden, the podcast, is now the Self-Love Podcast with Madden Nichette Jones and Tennille Daniels. Consider this show a guide on your personal self-love journey, heart, soul, mind, and strength. Join us each week for a dose of good, healing girl talk at the intersection of spirituality and science. Make yourself comfortable and pull up a seat. There's always room at our table. Welcome in. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, girl. Hey. How are you? I am good. How are you? Good. Episode three. We're here again. We're here. Talk about good. consistency. I know. Love it. We are. The fall is falling. Like we're we're deep into it at this juncture. Yeah, we are. And we're already planning for next fall. <sighs> at life as an adult, when you have to start planning your and decisions whole life, a year ahead, I know that's prime or peak adulting, as they say. It also it gives me anxiety, but I'm excited because we have. Um, it gives me anxiety to be committed to something like that far in advance, mm-hmm. but I'm excited that we procured our tickets for Woman Evolve 2023. Yes. Next September, we won't be in there with the with the there. delegation. Bag, our, am I a member of the delegation now? Uh, yeah, I think you need to sign up for that email list. Well, she has your email now, so you should be receiving them any day now. <laughs> yeah, I um used to listen to the podcast where mm-hmm. that's where I think the delegation started. Yeah. I, I haven't been listening to the podcast as of late, but yeah, I'm on board, Sarah. So here we go. I know. And we talked about this, I think, in the one of the first episodes or the trailer, but we're proud of her. Yeah, for her, this is yes, good yes, stuff, yes, and yes. we're excited to be up in the building. It's going to be giving church, um, which is exciting because that's actually a great segue because we're going to be talking about that today. But I think it's mm-hmm. going to give us all the things about church that we love the community, yes. the camaraderie, the spirit, the, the presence. Um, but then there are some things about church that maybe we don't love so much. So We'll be uh, we'll be digging into that in a moment, but before we do that, love it or, or leave, leave it. it. Uh, I'll start because I have a love it. Okay, I am loving my on cloud sneakers. I have um, it's like a I think it's a Swiss brand. I think it's out mm. of Switzerland. It's a, a running shoe. Um, I don't run, but they work great for walking. <laughs> And I have been doing, been very consistent with um, my daily walking, but it's called On Cloud and I I love the shoe. I feel a difference Mm -hmm. in um, my posture, my hips, Mm -hmm. my knees, my lower back, um, lots of things. And also I, I think I shared this with you, Tennille, but I got some custom orthotics made Mm -hmm. as well. And so the combination of the shoe, I have the cloud Cloud Flyer is the name of the shoe. Okay. Um, you can get them on, on Cloud or Nordstrom. I mean, there's mm-hmm. the places that sell them. But the combination of the shoe and the custom insert, I feel like a new woman. So I think you were asking me, us, about your knees. For my knees, right? yeah. So sometimes I think some of that can start from the from the shoe up. And we talked about like people getting flat-footed mm-hmm. um, throughout the duration of the pandemic, pandemic. from just being home and 
barefoot for yeah. years. Um, so getting that right shoe support has been awesome for me. I wish I had an affiliate link or something for you guys. Um, but yeah, on cloud, check them on out. Cloud, it's mm-hmm. giving grown when you have orthotics <laughs> and <laughs> we're talking about orthopedic shoes. If you're if you're a walker, jogger, runner, these are great shoes. Yeah. They're super light, very supportive, easy to put off and on, and they're cute. Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're cute. They have lots of cute color combos and um, they're kind of stylish. So check them out. Perfect. Well, I have a love it this week as well. Mm-hmm. I've been like going to the archives for my love it's because I love this in this moment for sure. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Um, people are going to be like, what, girl? Anyway, mm-hmm. I am loving Maverick, Maverick City music. Mm-hmm. Um, it goes along with our church theme for this episode true um some of my favorite songs are million little miracles Mm -hmm. promises um wait on the lord i have seen them twice Mm. um in the past year in concert and it just blesses my soul every time so they will be in the um dc area on november again Mm. november 8th so if you want to get filled up with some worship I would highly recommend you go to the show because I thoroughly enjoyed it, which is why I went twice. Oh, I thought you were about to say you was going a third time. No, I said, now wait a minute. We no, just no, talked no, about no, budget no. boundaries last week. Yeah, no. This is something. I'm just encouraging <laughs> you all to go and get filled <laughs> with the spirit. That's what's um, up. But yeah, no. I, I listen to Million Little Miracles. I try to listen to it every day because it just gives me what I need to it's a good hope song. So. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I've, yeah. I promise this has carried me through some. Um, yes, that's too. I'll mean, be yeah. listening to them things on repeat. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, so that's what I'm loving this week. Mad All right. City music. Love that for you. Now it's time to set the, set table. the table. So if you guys haven't already guessed, it is the letter C in our extended series around a weekly word. And the word of the week is church. 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 Let's get that organ um, right there, Marcus. That church, <laughs> that church organ. Um, so as you guys know, I do um, a weekly blog around the word of the week. And so you can find that at lovemadden.com, but I think it's important that we kind of talk through it here. So without further ado, I want to share with you what I had to say about church on my blog earlier this year. We are all seeking something deeper and more purposeful. Mindfulness practices, online cycling communities, Bible studies, book clubs, monthly meetups, they all seek to address this same human yearning that we have um, for two things, which are community and spiritual connection. We long for a sense of belonging, a sense of belief, and a sense of benevolence. Church, as we traditionally know it, has offered these things and more to so many of us. Yet in almost every circle that I belong to, I hear of friends who no longer feel connected to church. They feel out of place or unsure. They feel turned off or hurt, or they've simply fallen out of the practice of attending. Um, Some of it due to the pandemic, but a lot of it not. The early churches throughout the New Testament typically took place in people's private homes. And you can read about this in Acts and Corinthians, Romans and Colossians. I have these um, 
different scriptures that are noted in the show notes. But these small and often persecuted groups of people connected in their homes at the table over bread and wine. Um, They shared truth and encouragement. They gave thanks. They prayed and praised together, much like we do today. While it seems like fewer folks who I interact with are seeking the Little C Church as we know it, the church in the church building, a great majority of us still deeply desire a more intimate connection with the Big C Church, the body of believers. More important than a physical building, um, and in many cases a virtual sermon, or even a pastor, I believe is the presence of God. By inviting the Spirit of God into our gatherings and our group chats, we can congregate at our kitchen counters or commune at our dining room tables and know that God's presence will be right there in our midst. The Bible says this, for where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. With the knowledge of that truth, there is no reason that we cannot uh, just have church and be church, be the church right where we are. And with that being said, let's, let's dig, dig in. Yummy. All right. So, Maddie. Yeah. This seems deeply philosophical. Philosophical. <laughs> what does the church mean to you? The church means to me, um, it means a couple things. When I think about church, I mean, the first thing I think about instantly is like a church building. And I always think about a church of origin where I grew up. I grew up in an Ethiopian Orthodox church, very um, religious, very ceremonial, very ritualistic. And mm-hmm. so, so much of what I connect connected church to be around was sort of these practices and doctrines and mm-hmm. rituals and hymns and things that we that we did and that we practiced. And there is a lot of value um, and beauty in those things and those traditions and, and that culture. And there are a lot of things about it that I really love. Um, but also as I grow and mature and evolve, mature spiritually, but also just, you know, grow older, mm-hmm. I realize that um, I think my definition of church is really kind of been redefined to what it means to be the church, what it means to be the body of Christ, what it means to be the hands of and the feet, what it means mm-hmm. to walk in our spiritual gifts and, you know, show benevolence to others. And, you know, we know churches are full of hypocrites because everywhere's full of hypocrites. Grocery stores right. are full of hypocrites, libraries are full of hypocrites, office buildings. Um, but there are so many that we notice in the church because that um that contrast is 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 so um, sharp, where you see people who are just going through these rituals and religion and talking so much about the importance of these these practices, but then they're not out doing the work mm-hmm. in real life. Um, and so for me, I think there's there's two churches. There's the church that we know of and that we've grown up in and love and brings us comfort. Um, but then there's the actual work of, of being church and mm-hmm. showing up as a church. So um, part of my definition of what church is, is this podcast. I know people who you know, this get spiritual connection through this podcast or mm-hmm. through social media or through community service or shared experiences. So I think it's a twofold um, definition and it's something that's still, that I'm still coming to understand mm-hmm. um, as I evolve and grow. What about you? How would you define church in, in your life? Yeah, I agree with you that um, the how I define it has evolved over time. It has evolved since... Um, the pandemic it has evolved since I've gone through trials and tribulations, you know, over the mm-hmm. course of my life. 
Um, so to- some tribulations is very churchy. That's not that's not yeah. something people just say in the world. True, because um, I got that Baptist background, right? And you know, growing up, it was if you weren't quote unquote churchy if you mm-hmm. didn't go to church every Sunday. So, like you said, right. it was like you had to be in the physical building mm-hmm. to, to you know be considered. Um, you know, having communing with God anyway. Mm-hmm, um, now church to me is really any opportunity that we have, or I have to praise, worship, pray, learn, teach, mm-hmm. and model what God is and who he is, um, in my life. So that's, you know, showing God's heart or, and, and knowing what God's heart looks like by reading his word, Serving others, um, you know, living out my God's purpose for my life is mm-hmm. part of church. Sharing my testimony, that's mm-hmm. a- another way. Um, so for me, I can have church in the car, you know, with my favorite worship playlist. I can have church in my living room with mm-hmm. my, you know, some of my favorite girlfriends over ice cream Sundays. Mm-hmm. I can have church with 20,000 other women at Women That Are Loose or, mm-hmm. you know, Women Evolve as we talk about. So, um, yeah, I just feel like you can have church anywhere. It, yeah. it really is an, an experience that you set and create for yourself. So that's yeah. how I define church. Yeah, I think, and I and I think I said this in the post as well that I shared at the top. But it's there's two things that I think when we talk about outside of the building, what are the two things that we get? And for me, it's community mm-hmm. and spiritual connection. So yeah. it's other people, and then it's the presence of the spirit. If those two things are present, then I feel like we're having church. Yeah. I think that's one of the reasons why. Um, when I talked about like online cycling communities and this like cult following mm-hmm. almost of like Peloton. People love the cult fo- I mean, community. Let me not say they love the community. cult following. Yeah. yeah, but I think it really, it started with Soul Cycle, And I think part of the reason that it really took off is because you get community because there's mm-hmm. other people and you get spiritual connection. People mm-hmm. like, you know, those elements like the candles and the music and the encouragement. Those are the kind of core tenets that I think that people are yearning for and looking for. And I think for decades, people found that in church, but now people are finding it a lot of other places on a yoga mat. You know, they're finding it in at the spa, the salon. I mean, there's a lot of places where people find community and spiritual connection and it's not always in the church. Yeah, and I don't think we have time to unpack this on um, this conversation. And I don't know where like God is kind of leading me in this, but there are some like conversations that I want to have around kind of what the modern day. I don't. I don't know if this sounds right, but I'll just say it: the modern mm-hmm. day modern day Christian looks like. Mm-hmm. Because when I was at Women Are Loose, you know, one of the um, speakers was basically talking about how we should just be steadfast in the word of God, which Mm -hmm. both of you and I are, Mm -hmm. but basically get rid of all of the other things that give, give off spiritual connection. So like Mm -hmm. meditation Mm -hmm. or yoga or, um, crystals, like some people, Mm -hmm. you know, so all of those things. And so kind of in this modern era, how, how do we, if that's your choice, mix all of those things together? Because I don't know that they always have to be mutually exclusive. I don't think they do. And I think that when we think about scripture and the Bible, you know, we're warned against, not warned against, we are commanded not to idolize or make idols of, Mm -hmm. you know, any other gods than, than our God that we believe in. But 
you know, when I think about crystals, for example, and it's not something that I've explored, but if God created everything and, you know, and in the Bible says God made the rocks cry out and we know that rocks and crystals and all of those things are his creation, just as we are. And he put energy and life into us. Why would there not be, why would there not be energy in plants or energy in rocks or energy in crystals or energy in anything else? And why are we afraid to explore that? I think there might be some history where maybe people were making idols Idols, of these things, but I think understanding that that there are things that contain power that are within God's creation and being Mm -hmm. able to harness that. I don't think that's anything that goes against, you know, my beliefs, um, and I think there are so many things that can be sort of weaponized. Um, because that's, oh. that's a whole nother conversation when yeah, you talk about I, wine or mm-hmm. weed or all of these things that people are, are are weaponizing. I think it's it's I think it's about sort of showing some restraint. You know, we're we're called not to become drunk with mm-hmm. wine, mm-hmm. but I don't think that that means that we cannot Consume drink it. it right? mm-hmm. so I think that. There, there is some personal responsibility, and I think people make it to make it easier. They just are like, do away with it all. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that uh, that doesn't work for me because that's not where we live. Right? We, we that's that's. I don't know. That doesn't work for me. Yeah, and um, when you say weaponize, I think it gets to something that you and a couple of our other friends have talked about. It's maybe the church looks at looks at those things as a threat. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of, you know, black women or people in general being involved in the quote unquote four walls of the church. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is, that's a really good competition, point. Competition, right? It's a competition, right? I think there's a lot within church that's about control. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to think about, you know, there are commandments, there are ethics, there are morals, but I think that there are some things, I mean, and this is a whole nother discussion when you think about women in the church, but even when you think about sexual immorality and how that's been weaponized to the point that women, you know, when you talk about chastity and mm-hmm. virginity and all of those things, I think there are so many ways that those things have been used against us to the point that women weren't even seen fit to be in leadership in many churches or, um, yeah, there's just a lot of, there are a lot of issues that I think we probably need to take some time to unpack and discern for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that happens through genuine connection with the Holy Spirit. Yeah, definitely. And um, one other concept that I was like, "Mm, I need to unpack this. I put it in my stories Mm -hmm. several weeks ago, but um, there was a sermon about holiness. And then it's Mm -hmm. like, okay, what does the modern day holy woman look like? Does that Mm -hmm. mean I can't have wine? Does that mean I can't listen to my trap music? Mm hmm. Well, and I think another day, again, but. And, and back to last week about boundaries, like we do, it is important for us to think about what we're consuming, mm-hmm. whether it's, you know, wine or food or music or language or who we're around or gossip. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there, there is, um, not there, not, I think there absolutely is value in, um, using our judgment and discernment around what it is that we consume and we, and we don't consume, but I think it's more important for us to be 
concerned with what what it is that we're consuming and doing yes, and yes, our yes. connection than somebody else's. For sure. Because it's people who beat people down about drinking, but they're gossiping. So what are yeah. you consuming? You're consuming what's gossip all day. Which one, right. What's your advice, right? <laughs> so I think that part of the pe- people's problem, a lot of people you know, that I've chatted with, with the church mm-hmm. is just sort of the... Um, it doesn't feel like a safe space Mm. and that's almost completely contradictory to what it should feel like. It should be open and warm and welcoming and not a place of condemnation and judgment. So, yeah. All right. What role has church played in your personal journey to healing? Um, it's been major for me. Church has been a place, um, especially as an adult, where I have found community, connection, friendship, a sense of belonging, an opportunity to serve um, and to give to others and to be a blessing, to hone my own ministry, to get clear on my purpose. And all of those things have been um, interwoven into my healing journey. Um, I think also church has given me something that I can't even really you know, qualify in the same way, but it has helped me to experience a deeper sense of connection with God, um, a better understanding of the word. It's, it's kept me, um, more accountable in terms of studying the word for myself and kind of Mm -hmm. staying, staying in the word by staying in church and the word of God has been what's carried me through some of my most challenging seasons. Um, so I would say that the church has also sort of indirectly been connected to or responsible for the steps that I've taken to deepen my personal relationship with Christ as well. Yeah. And I would have to totally agree with that. I, um, you know, church has been the cornerstone, has been a cornerstone Mm -hmm. in my healing journey. Um, you know, at my lowest points when my heart was broken or, you know, I didn't have any hope or, you know, nothing seemed to make sense. I went to the church. I went to the Bible Mm -hmm. um, to get a word from the Lord, to try to make it all make sense, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And we, we've talked about this here too, but I feel like we have church every time we meet at the kitchen counter, you know? So I think beyond even just belonging to a church or being a member of a small C church, I think what's been even more valuable for me is just being a member of the body of Christ and being a, you know, Christian and a believer and the ability to have church, you know, when I get together with my wife tribe, shout out to Ty and Tahira and Lex Mm -hmm. and how we met at the table for months on end to talk about marriage and family and all the things in between. Every time we got together, it was church. There was something divine that was happening. And that has been just as valuable to me as any, you know, sermon or preacher or pastor or small group um, in a church situation could have been as well. And that's it, right? It's like, I wrote this down. I was like, church can come in in any form and from anyone, whether Mm -hmm. it's you know, a bishop, a pastor, mm-hmm. teacher, you know, another one of God's children, nature. Sometimes yeah. I, can, I get a word from from that. Um, so I think that's really important. And I was thinking about last week, like to me, there was church in like a simple phrase that you, at least it, it touched me, mm-hmm. um, a simple phrase that you talked about last week, which, you know, was accept, acceptance is not concession. Mm-hmm. To me, that those three 
words, mm. of four words, mm-hmm. that was church. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that it, it has, and that was like healing for me. So you never know how it comes, but like all you, the, everything that you just said, the connection, the community, and kind of being in the word has really just helped me evolve and, and heal over time. Yeah, to me, church is like the antithesis to um, isolation. Like mm. that idea of community and connection and being a part of something bigger than you, being a member of a body, being, yes. you know, just like how all of the, the the cells and systems and organs in our body work together for us to function. I think being a part of something um, greater than you and knowing that your small piece, your small cog, your small responsibility in this larger system um, is valuable and it's connected not just to the purpose that God has for your life, but to this greater purpose for yeah. the body. And I think that's really important. And I think the, the the probably the most important time that we need to lean into church, whether it's church, church, or, you know, um, the other kinds of examples that we talked about is when we begin to feel isolation. Yeah, I think when we begin to feel those senses of, you know, that sense of like being alone or depressed or mm-hmm. disconnected, um, even if we feel disconnected from a church that we were members of or belong to or visited, we shouldn't allow ourselves to be disconnected from the people um, and the relationships yes. that matter. That's true. Yeah. All right. Do you have any advice or key takeaways um, for someone who is, you know, in church, Mm -hmm. maybe is disconnected from church, doesn't go to church, doesn't even know what church means? Do you have any advice or key takeaways around the church in general? Yeah, I think if you have a desire to reconnect or to get connected for the first time or to learn more, um, I would start by just exploring the desire. Like, what is it that's drawing me to church? What did? It, what is it that I need? What is it that I'm looking to be a part of or looking to do or experience through this? I would start there. Um, and then I will find a person, whether it's a person who attends a church or someone that you see kind of walking the walk that you could share that with and create some sense of accountability there. Um, And, you know, Tanil and I were happy to be that person. Like Mm -hmm. you tuning into this podcast might be sort of an entree to you feeling connected to the body, to the big C church. So Mm -hmm. start by exploring the feelings, the desires. If it's there, if something's there, I would say take a moment to tap into it and then find someone, a person that you could, and it doesn't have to be a pastor or a huge personality. It might be a friend. It might be, you know, your grandma. It might be somebody you know that goes to church or or even if they don't go to an actual church, find somebody you can get connected with and share that with them. Um, and I think that accountability will help you. And then begin to explore. There's a lot of content that you can find online. And the reason why I think it's so important to find a person to be connected with is just because you find something online or just because a church exists doesn't mean that it's, you know, the true and the living truth. word of God. It doesn't mean that it's Bible-based. So I think it's important to have pray some for tr- discernment. Exactly. Trusted mm-hmm. relationships and then pray for discernment. And the gift that we have, you know, as believers is that we can go straight to the source That's and it. ask God to reveal to us and to connect us and to and to show us what it is that God would like us to see um, in this season. And so those are the things that I would say, sort of have the conversation with yourself, find a person who you trust that you can connect to in that way, um, and then ask for discernment. 
Um, and then some of us might be feeling led maybe to be the church or create a church. There might be some of us who have grown up in church, who love church, who maybe aren't going like they were going before, but who are missing aspects of it. Mm-hmm. Connect at your table, you know, find resources so that you can get connected with other people and do those things that Tennille talked about, the praise, mm-hmm. the worship, the gratitude, spending time giving thanks, spending time pouring over, you know, his word. Like I said, this podcast is a great resource. This is something that you could play mm-hmm. and talk about and unpack with with others, whether they're believers or not. So um, I think if you're new, sort of helping, finding a a guide and and starting that relationship with God. But if you're returning, maybe there's something that you're being called to do in this season. And maybe it doesn't look like anything you've ever seen before. You know, that, that idea of healing through hospitality that Love Madden was really founded around. Yeah. Opening your doors and getting together at the table is a very valid um, way for us to practice being the church and to find community and spiritual connection. Amen to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, for me, you know, I would say to experience God, commune with Him, to worship Him, to fellowship with His children, going back to my Baptist roots, um, <laughs> do that in the manner that works best for you. Uh-huh. Um, because I, I think sometimes. We get so caught up in the the structure and some of the rigidness of mm-hmm. the um, institution that mm-hmm. we allow that to, um, you know, discourage deter. us, deter yeah. us, yes, mm-hmm. from from going deeper, from you know, even taking that initial step in some respects. And you know, I'll be honest and share my truth that the pandemic has shifted, um, you know, how I experience church mm-hmm. before the pandemic, you know, 80% of the time I was going to the building. I was, you know, doing things outside of mm-hmm. the, the four walls of the church too, but I was like in a very consistent practice of going to the building. And for me, that looked like going on Saturday evenings. I would mm-hmm. go to the Saturday, a Saturday evening service, um, that Zion, had at their Fort Washington campus. And, you know, with everything that happened with the pandemic, you know, that was kind of taken away. And I will say that I, for a while, got comfortable with the virtual experience. Mm -hmm. And then as I got comfortable, then I got virtual fatigue. Mm -hmm. So I had to find other ways to get what I needed, whether that was like you said, listening to podcasts and then unpacking that with other people, having people over to the house just to talk about life in general. And then, you know, if you get a group of God-fearing or faith-filled women or men in mm-hmm. a room and you're talking about life, at some point, God is going to come up in the conversation. Yeah. Especially, you know, with the adulting that we're doing <laughs> at this stage in our lives. <laughs> You're going to come up. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I kind of feel a little bit disconnected from corporate worship 
right now. From cor- um, here you go with corporate worship again. So corporate <laughs> worship, but you're still describing worshiping with other people. So yes, it's, well, it's the it's in- it's going to church. Just use regular English. Thank you. Sorry, uh, <laughs> you feel disconnected from going to church. Yeah, I feel disconnected from going to church, and I don't. And and I think for me, it's because. I do desire like a Sabbath and then I have uh-huh. to like do my own little like investigation. Cause it's like, okay, on the Sabbath, am I really Sabbathing? thing? <laughs> <laughs> 90% of the time. Yes. But, um, you know, there are some times where I'm doing other things that, you know, aren't resting or refilling my cup for the week. Uh-huh. Um, but yes, so do it in the manner that works best for you. I'm not discouraging anyone from going to church and what may look like disconnection from going into the building mm-hmm. for me this month may be totally different next month or, you know, at the top of the new year or whatever. And that's totally fine. Yeah. I, as long as you are digging into the word and are, um, you know, experiencing God, to me, that's all that matters. Yeah, I agree. And I think, you know, we, we feel like, oh, there has to be someone in the room who has the answers. There has to be a, a pastor or a leader or whoever, but the answers lie within God and we all have access to him. So I think even if you're in a room full of unbelievers or figuring it outers or people with questions, I think that it's healthy just to even begin to have the conversations. Um, I think it'll just us sharing our experiences, our testimony, our gratitude, will help to unlock some things with with you know within those conversations. So I don't yeah. think it has to be anything sort of you know scripted or with a curriculum or with a cr- clear leader. I think just beginning to have those conversations in the presence of the Holy Spirit, um, which is just a simple invitation. You know, Holy Spirit, we invite you in. God, we invite you in. God, I pray that your spirit is here and present with us right now. I think that is what church is. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. Mm-hmm. All right. So if there is one um, way that mm-hmm. you can um, not ap- apply the practice of church in your life, but mm-hmm. look at it, it, um, experiencing church, mm-hmm. you know, in the future, what does that look like for you? Um for me, I think it's reconnectedness with some of those groups of people that I, you know, would meet with regularly and kind of unpack these things with. I think the pandemic threw us off from meeting in person and a lot of those groups have either faded to black or moved to virtual. And then I think just as we were coming out of the pandemic, we moved into a smaller space and um, just kind of connecting physically hasn't been something that I've done as much as I would like or love or have done in the past. Mm -hmm. So I think a sort of a way that I can implement um, this practice of church in the very near future would be connecting with people around the table in real life, even if it's just two other people, making the time um, to connect with people and to, to connect with God together. I have been very steadfast about connecting with God on my own, making time to do that with my family. Um, I do either watch or attend church on Sundays. We, mm-hmm. um, when we don't go, we, we, during, it's so funny during the pandemic, when it was closed, we had got tired and we weren't watching. Um, uh, but since the pandemic, we mm-hmm. have been, um, in the beginning we really were. And just like you, we fell off. And since the pandemic, we've been 
exercising that ability to be able to kind of watch online in the morning at 8 a.m. So we'll typically do that or we'll try to go into the building when we can. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just freeing myself from the guilt around what that has to look like. So yeah. some weeks it might be virtual. Some weeks it might be listening to a podcast of a sermon or something right. similar. It might be gathering with friends or it might be going into a church building. And I think also the idea of visiting other churches, I might just be tired of or outgrown or disillusioned by the churches that I was attending. So maybe even fresh perspective or looking for churches where I do feel that sense of community or, you know, think women led or just other things that I think, you know, where I would find alignment might be another thing that I can, that I, that's just coming to me now. I hadn't really thought about that, but something mm-hmm. else that I can do outside of connecting with, you know, my people in, in these sort of small group situations. What's your implementation practice? Well, let me just piggyback off of something you just mm-hmm. said. I really like the visiting other churches and mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to like, you know, leave the church that you're mm-hmm. um, currently a member of or attending. Mm-hmm. I do think, this is another Baptist colloquialism. I think it's good to get a fresh wind every now and then. Right. Um, so I actually had talked to Maddie about this, um, a couple of weeks ago. I was like, I'm thinking about visiting, you know, some local churches in my area that are like maybe at most 15 minutes away, just mm-hmm. to see, you know, what, what, what they're what talking about, what, yeah, how they are engaging their community, all of those things. And I, I do think it's important to, um, it, that's an important step to help me develop community where I'm living as well, which is also important. Yeah. Um, so I, I wanted to just piggyback off of that one. That isn't what I had originally wrote down. But before you say your answer too, I would love to know from the listeners, like if there are other people who feel how we feel, what do y'all think about, you know, us connecting like on yes. Sundays, like getting on Zoom and doing some of this unpacking together or meeting somewhere or doing some coffee shop meetups and, you know, using our time on Sunday to maybe get together and meet in person and you know, talk about life, maybe unpack a scripture, but just getting that sense of community and connection. Um, it's something that's come to me and I've kind of been like, I don't even know where to start. It's not really a church replacement, but it's just an opportunity for- A compliment. A compliment, right? Community and connection or an entree for those who haven't been, or there are many people who are hurt from church. Yes. There are some people who just don't go because they're tired and churched out, but there are a lot of people who don't want to go. Right. There are many people who are anti-church, but who are not anti-community and spiritual yeah, connection. Yeah. There are people who are disillusioned by church. There are people who have been abused by church, who have been yeah. let down by church. So there, you know, we don't want to sugarcoat. There are a lot right. of different situations, yeah. but there might be people who are interested in getting together and staying connected um, to God in a corporate fashion. So let me know what you guys think about that. And yeah, maybe something can, can grow from there. But anyway, back yeah. to your answer and around I, I implementation. I love to develop a, a good little sermon that I am not a preacher by any stretch of the means, mm-hmm. but I do like taking a, um, you know, coming up with a, 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 a relevant message. A relevant message for for the time. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Dude, that's how that's how I feel about the weekly word. I'm like, it's giving yeah. it's giving a little bit. It's giving sermonettes. <laughs> yes, I love I love a little sermonette. Anyway, right. um, what I wrote down was really just being the church, mm-hmm. and so um, I want to pray for ways that I can 
um, be seen as the hands and feet mm-hmm. of the church more than I am now, because I do think that that's another way that we experience church mm-hmm. is through, through service. our service for sure. Um, and so I just want to be more conscious of that. Um, so that was how I was planning to implement quote unquote church in my mm-hmm. life. <laughs> nice. I love that very much. Um, any other thoughts, anything that you know, you felt like we haven't touched on my thing that I felt like we hadn't touched on was like some of the very valid feelings that people have around church hurt and rejection and even abuse, you know, we don't like to call it that, but I think it's important that we acknowledge that people who who don't know church never been, there are people who gone and just kind of over it. Mm -hmm. And then there are people who are like, nah, yeah. Against it. Against it. No, yeah. I, I totally agree with that. And um, no, it's important for us to acknowledge that. And I think it is also important. God would want us to embrace those people who have been hurt or turned off by church um, in, in another way where there it's like a like a different safe space yeah. um, for them to experience him. So, yeah. Um, other than that, I don't, yeah, I don't have anything additional to add around this topic or, except for, you know, you can be holy and loving and go to church <laughs> and still enjoy life. Now, I'm just saying that because that's something that I've been struggling with lately. Like, hmm. God is calling me to live a holy life. Mm-hmm. What does that look like for me? Yeah. Have you asked him? Have you asked no. God? Yeah. yeah, I heard you. <laughs> Why you asking me and the listeners? I'm not asking y'all. I was it was a rhetorical. No, you question. did ask me in the oh, beginning. Earlier. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. No, that I just wanted to have I just wanted other people's stuff. I wasn't yeah, I wanted to discuss it. It yeah. wasn't like I'm gonna take what you all said and, and make that the gospel. But yeah. I just was interested in what people thought. Yeah, I agree. But I think I think I, I seen something somewhere that says have you prayed about it as much as you worry about it? And I'm not saying this is something that you worry about, but I think that there's a tendency for us if we have a thought that we'll ruminate over or think about or seek counsel from others on, and all of those things have value. But sometimes we forget to do the simplest thing, which is the biggest gift that we have access to. Let me tell you, because it's not (laughs) lost on me. We don't, well, some people may forget, but sometimes, and this is just me being honest, Mm -hmm. you don't want to pray it because you are afraid of what the answer is going to be. That's true. That's true. I think, and I think that sometimes you don't even have to pray it because you already feel that conviction. You already know. You know what it is. You know what the thing is that you need to, you know, either stop doing or start doing to to feel right about. You feel it. That's back to that gut check. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. There are certain things that I felt convicted about that I had to release in the past. And there are certain things that I didn't feel convicted about that other people did. Mm-hmm. I don't feel yeah. convicted about, you know, having a drink. Like that's not something right. that I feel. And I, like I said, I don't know if there are hard and fast rules or where the, how that applies, but it, that's not something that I necessarily, but if someone else did, then, then it's not my place, I think, yeah. to judge or whatever, because it's personal relationship. There are certain people who can't drink because it does take them to a place where they're out of control and out of touch. So I think it's important for us to know what that is, you know, what that looks like or, um, yeah, there, there's a whole variety of things that we can get into, but talk to the Lord. 
Talk to the Lord. See and what God has for you. Talking about talking to the Lord, let's move into our closing, closing prayer. <laughs> All right. As always, we have three Ps for you. We are back in the book of Matthew, chapter 18, verse 20 for our passage. And it says this, for where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. And that is such good news that right now there are at least two of us gathered Mm -hmm. and God is here in the midst um, with us. So we're grateful for that. So here's our prayer. God, we thank you for your promise to be in our midst if we were to just gather together in your name. Thank you for being a God who is not just for us, but who is with us. Thank you for giving us the power and authority to assemble in honor of you. Help me, Lord, to step boldly into this gift and to be intentional about inviting you into my life, my relationships, and my fellowship. Allow me to not just think of church as a place to be, but as a way to be. Help me to be more and more like you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And here's our practice. This week, I will invite God into my time with my friends and loved ones. I will commit to becoming the church that I need and that will also serve those who are in need around me. I love that for all of us. Yeah. Until next time. Bye-bye. The doors of the church are open. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Self Love Podcast with Madden Nechete Jones and Tennille Daniels. Like what you've heard? Show us some love and follow or subscribe, then leave a five-star rating and review. For more resources, including show notes, and to keep the conversation going, head over to lovemadden.com and at lovemadden on social, L-O-V-E-M-A-A-D-E-N.